Okay. Robert Redford is madly in love with Barbara Streisand. Katie. Katie. Oh, Katie, right? Yeah. But he can't be with her because she's too complicated and she has wild curly hair. Hello, curly. Yeah. So he leaves her and marries this simple girl with straight hair. Ladies, I am having an epiphany. The world is made up of two types of women, the simple girls and the Katie girls. Welcome back to the Mirandas, everyone. Guys, we made it. We have been talking about this for two seasons. We've just been inching along to the season two finale, and here we are, episode 18, season two, X and the City. I am very excited to talk about this episode. Yeah, I am very excited to talk about this one. We got lots of material going for us. Yeah, I have a very controversial topic that I will bring up when in, in due time when I feel like the timing is right and people are ready to hear this. Is that um, on this episode or in like a year from now? This one. No, in okay. maybe 10 minutes. But, <laughs> um, but before we start off the episode, I want to give a special shout out to one of our avid listeners, Chris Cullen, my mom. It's her birthday. So happy <gasps> birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. One of our most beloved guests for her wisdom, her humor, um, so happy birthday, mom. We love you. We hope you come back on the show. She the loved Mirandas. this episode. She gave it five Manola Blahniks when I was on the phone with her. <laughs> what did she give last week's episode, the Hamptons episode? I don't know. I didn't ask her, um, okay. but she really, she, it, it's so funny because she's like five, gave it a five. I was like, ooh, I like that you're using our rating system. <laughs> we um, need to create so. like a stamp of a, like an official Miranda's. Uh, the Miranda's gave it a five thumbs straight up. Five vanilla bonics. I know, exactly. Um, should I give a summary? I would love it. So this is the okay. finale. Everyone. This is the finale. Like, this mm-hmm. is a doozy. And this plot, I don't, the first word I'm going to say is horse. All right? Because we've got a lot of, like, horse <laughs> themes throughout this episode. Wild, feral women, friendship, lovers, exes. Like, we have it all in this episode. So, To take us back to the previous episode, Carrie ran into Big in the Hamptons with Najinsky or Natasha. And so this is a few weeks after that, so maybe a month or so. And Carrie is thinking and questioning if she can be friends with an ex. And that question is posed to the girls. They all have different opinions. And the episode centers around Carrie coming to terms with Big moving on with Natasha and confronting her own feelings about it. Miranda literally runs and confronts into an ex with wonderful results. Miranda and Steve get back together in this episode. Um, Samantha meets a horse of a man, a beast of a man with a what we like to call in the show an orca dick and can't <laughs> handle it. And somehow that's related to the theme. And then Charlotte in this episode gets back on the horse, literally, because she rides a horse in Central Park. So, yeah, that's kind of the episode. I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, I thought it was a great episode. Um, I mean, okay. So, everyone, we're obviously going to be talking about probably one of the big questions, which is, can you be friends with the next, right? And... The thing that's like, that's probably going to be the main topic. The thing that's funny is I love how like Carrie just like right off the bat 
thinks she's like morally superior <laughs> because she thinks you can be friends with an ex. You know what I mean? Wait, that is so true. You have Miranda sitting there at brunch who's like, we loved, we lost, like, you know, whatever. Like, she doesn't think that. She's just like, I don't know you. And then Carrie is is just like so absurd that she she feels so much so entitled compared to them. She thinks like, oh, we throw out like what is she what's the line? We throw we out keep like, dresses that we haven't worn in years. Just, yeah, what? but we throw out men like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was oh like, no, we keep we keep dresses we haven't worn in years, but we throw out an axe. I was like, that is a terrible comparison. So and you, I like you can just this- see her brain like her wheels churning. Like you know that she's trying so hard to like make I the friendship work. Well, and I think in this episode, I like to call this Carrie the Scholar. It's like the riddle of the Sphinx. Because she's just <laughs> so not a scholar, and but she likes to propose that she is. And so in this episode, I mean, like, my God, how many times were they going to use, like, X as a variable? Oh you know, there's this God. absurd scene, like, after she she's talking to Miranda at brunch and looking down on her, like, it's so silly. And then she goes to her laptop to write about it. Yeah. And there's this quote that she says that leads us into this topic. Later that night, I got to thinking of the X factor in mathematics. We learned the X stands for the unknown. A plus B equals X. But what's really unknown is what what plus what equals friendship with an X. Is it an unsolvable equation? Or is it possible to transform one passionate love into something that goes nice and easily into the friendship shelf? I couldn't help but wonder. We have a ding ding. But I couldn't help but wonder. Can you be friends with an X? So... A plus B equals X. I think that is an actual formula. I think Carrie's, based on how she spends money, is very bad at math. Um, I was, in, I, was, I was intrigued as to why she, why the writers did this with like the X factor in this. I mean, maybe it's just punny, but that does lead us into the question: Can you be friends with an X? What's your gut? Um, I guess. When it comes to these types of questions, I like to amend different parts of it. So are you asking, can I be friends with an ex? Or are you asking, like, can people or what? I think let's answer both. Okay. I don't think I can be. I think I am a true, I'm a, I'm a Miranda purist. Um, and I agree with her statement, which is we did not work out and they need to not exist is what she said. Yes. I loved that statement. Um, and I think that there are people who are like we had Monet last week, friends with yeah. the next, an ex. Yeah. So I think it's possible. I think when there are kids involved, it's possible. Um, but Maybe necessary too. Necessary, I, possible, yeah. But necessary. Um, I personally do yeah. not like the concept. I would like to just move on. What's the yeah, point of being I, friends? I think it really depends because I know a ton of same-sex couples who are still friends with exes, and like the friendships just kind of naturally evolve after the relationship ends. Um, and I also know people who are friendly with their ex-partners because they have children. Mm-hmm. So I think obviously there's always 
nuance and context, but in the traditional sense, like in Carrie's world, like Carrie should not be friends with Big. This was an absurd quest of Carrie's to ever think that she could be friends with him because they didn't have a friendship to begin with. Exactly. Like they started off like kind of like fuck buddies and just, they started off really unknown and uncertain. And I, I just don't think they were ever really friends. No, I, no, no, no. I think I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if they had a strong foundation of friendship or some sort of history in that sense, it's I yeah, I think it that would be different, but like I don't I think she's kind of ridiculous for wanting to be friends. But at the same time, I can see that she doesn't want their I th- I can see how like painful it is for her. And I think she wants to try to not have things be so, like, sour and bad and, like, have him out of her life, you know? Yeah, I thought it was actually really touching when at at the brunch she mentioned that, you know, they said, like, oh, when did you stop calling Natasha, like, the idiot stick figure? And then Carrie mentions that she saw them. She saw them, like, at brunch, and they were smiling and happy. And she's like, I finally got it. He's happy. It's over. And I think maybe she knows that but doesn't feel that because you can see throughout the episode just this, like, this conflict within herself. Like, she wants to be over it. She's not. She wants to be happy for this person. She's not. And how she felt how she feels now is kind of a reflection of how she felt in the relationship, like really uncertain. And it's yeah. interesting that even when she was with Big and like seemingly happy, she was so uncertain of where they stood. And I think that goes to show you like Big as a man and like mm-hmm. how he treats people and he's mm-hmm. I, just not honest and open. Yeah. Um, I, I think for Carrie, There was a bunch of things in this episode you could see that she was trying to be friends because I think she wanted him to like her. Like, I think she just wanted that attention from him. It wasn't for an actual friendship. I think um, maybe some sort of, like, reassurance, some sort of validation. Reassurance-seeking, yep. But also Um, I think, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I was actually... Okay, so should we um, talk about them going to lunch? Absolutely. Hey. Hey. Are you hungry? Because I'm hungry. I got up at 6, worked out, hardly had any breakfast. (sighs) They have a great cop salad here. First so, off, first mm-hmm. impressions, amazing outfit by Carrie. Amazing. Looked incredible. Like, if amazing. you're going to go to lunch with an ex, you better show up looking like that. She looked great. It was great. And I love that it wasn't even, like, a pastel pink. It was kind of like this bubblegum pink. Yeah. It was an amazing dress. She looked amazing. Um, yeah. The thing is, she, like, she says, like, Big was nervous. Like, you could tell he was nervous. And it makes it's it's honestly so hard to watch how giddy she is, how much she's getting off on his nervousness. <laughs> I know. He's nervous, we now know in hindsight, because he has to probably tell her and announce to her that he's engaged. I wonder as a first time viewer how that came off. 
to hear yeah. that he's engaged. Yeah. Was it shocking? Because, like, we know it's coming. We've watched this shit a million times. But, like, I wonder if that – I would like to read reviews from that time if this was, like, a shocking finale that Big is engaged. Well, you know what's funny, Sarah, is I was – What? She called him up, right, first? Yes. yes. And um, Natasha picked up initially. Then she hung up. Then she called again. And then Big picked yeah. up. And they're kind of, like, stammering on the phone or whatever. You know, she says, how is Natasha? Like, how is she? And – Natasha's like coming into the room, grabbing some glasses of wine in the process. I was actually trying to look on her finger to see if I saw an engagement ring. Interesting. I didn't see one. But at the I'm same gonna have t- to replay that back on my laptop and like pause, pause, pause. But I think it I was intentional it. because she went in to reach for the wine glasses like as if she was like scooping her hands from underneath the wine glasses. Oh, well I think done, they, writers. I prop think they masters. intentionally did yeah. that because I was trying to look. <laughs> well done, prop master. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but Gilly, you actually bring up an interesting mm-hmm. point about quote-unquote Easter eggs. Like we all know shows, like you were a yeah. fan of Lost. Like they were dropping yeah. hints left and right little yeah. things. I don't think the writers of Sex and the City, like, ever did that. But I did find one today that I thought was really interesting. Tell and me. I wanted to I, I to wanted to share that. it out. Okay. So, in the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. Carrie says, Life is all about making choices. Some choices, like who you marry, dot, 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 are big. And it, <gasps> was, it almost, like, answered, like, who she marries – Big. I, don't, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. the term big in that sentence, like, I, I don't know. that. I Did the writers, are they teasing us? Do they know that they're going to get together? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this episode is also setting <laughs> the rest of the series up, at least for Miranda <laughs> and Carrie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlotte and Samantha, no, no, it's okay. Um, do we want to get more into that lunch? I loved the part oh, yeah. where they she ordered an iced tea and then he ordered mineral water and then they ordered alcohol. Scotch. Cosmopolitan. 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 Yeah. Um, oh, shout out and to he, Tipsy Scoop. That's a good Cosmopolitan. Yeah, I know yeah. it was. Um, and also just um, how he was like nervously recommending the Cobb salad. The gr- great Cobb salad. They've got a great Cobb salad here. Also like, ew, Cobb salad is gross, but in my opinion – but um, I, I completely agree. I don't want hard-boiled eggs and ham on no. lettuce. No, no. Simply put. Uh, <laughs> simply put. Um, yeah, so it was hard to watch her so excited for him, like, that she thought he was nervous. But also, this is kind of random, but, like, you know, it shows them, you know, ordering alcohol. And then it shows kind of the next clip, which is the waiters coming out with the Cosmo and the Scotch. And you can tell it's now going to be their second, maybe their third round of drinks. Mm -hmm. And um, they were kind of – the conversation was trailing off from talking about, like, music he would put on, like, post-coital tunes. And I thought that was really inappropriate. What were your thoughts? interesting that you mentioned that it is like it'd be weird but they were like oh my god like used to put on like 
What was it? Blood, Something sweat, and tears. Ten minutes after we woke up. Yeah, yeah, it was a very, you could tell, like, they were definitely lubricated with their drinks and were just, like, saying whatever. An hour later, I had solved the unsolvable friendship equation. It seems the answer is this. Cosmopolitans plus scotch equals friendship with an X. <laughs> God. And what about your music? If I had to listen to freaking Blood, Sweat, and Tears one more time. Hey, Blood, Sweat, and Tears is great stuff. <laughs> Ten minutes after we're awake? And it, it bordered on inappropriate, but I think any meeting with an ex, there's going to be a level of intimacy that is inappropriate, but without crossing any, like, real boundaries. Um, yeah. I think she wanted that, though. Like, she was loving it. And he was liking yeah. it, too, because I think yeah, they're still was. interested in each other. Um, I know, mm-hmm. and then she does this part. I actually grab my concealer to do this. Like, yeah. tell oh, me yeah. about the girl. I was <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, Carrie! Like, you're fucking masochist. Like, what are you doing? Like, I know she's a no. masochist. I know, and but then, she, oh, she had alcohol yeah. in her body at that point, and it's like we're all a little braver, you know. And also, like, what are you supposed to do? Not talk about the big elephant in the room? You know what I mean? Like, I know. When when he said it is serious, <laughs> we're engaged. Okay, wait. Oh, let's back up. Man. She goes. Okay. So tell me about the girl. And then he goes on, um, and he like doesn't even know how to fucking describe her. She's he's like, uh, she's sweet. Well she's she's very sweet. Okay, enough. Don't tell me about the girl, no can do. Uh she's sweet. He's like, well she couldn't even handle it. And then that. she's like, candle it, candle it. And then she's like, Okay. Maybe we should make a pact that we won't bring it up. Until it gets serious. And I have to give a shout out to Chris Knopf's acting in this moment. Yep. Because it was all in these very subtle, like, nuanced facial expressions of his. Yeah. That were very, you could just see his face kind of, like, slowly. furrowed brow. (laughs) Furrowed. You can see his face kind of slowly kind of morph into this face of disappointment like of giving disappointing news and Carrie it is serious it is serious is what he says yeah we're engaged like we're engaged mic drop that was and and she just automatically it hits her and then she gets splitting headache and you can just tell like all of the composure all of the cool girl all of the like facade is just like whoop out the window because she is so hurt by it and like if you were sitting and this conversation actually gives us more detail about their relationship that they were together for two years and I know I did not realize it was that long I know so two years so to be with somebody at that age for two years and then they say they can't commit and then they date someone for five months and she's 25 then they get married. That's, I mean, how, how could you not feel hurt and take, you know, of, offended? And when you call for love Engaged? How can you be engaged? You have a problem with commitment, remember? In fact, you told me you never wanted to get married again, ever. Well, things change. Meaning what? You just didn't want to marry me. Look, Natasha and I... Don't say her name to me. Don't you dare say her name to me. But she's, you know, she's saying, like, 
declaring like you you strung me along for two years. I have to say that I think okay, correct me if I'm wrong. What do you think? I I think Carrie was in completely entitled to getting upset. Like I would have outbursted 100%. as well. One hundred percent. So I have always wanted to have one of those moments where, like, I tell someone off, like, I act kind of irrational, like, I make a scene, and I've maybe it's my Midwest upbringing, I don't know what it is, but like, I've never done that, and I there's a part of me that wants to. So I think I watched her and like lived vicariously through her, and I liked what she did. It was definitely dramatic, but I think it was deserved. It was a valid reaction. Yeah, I think it was super dramatic. I think all the background players in the scene were dramatic. Like the whole restaurant at 11 Madison Park went silent. And then like one of the waiters, like she trips over the hostess or like – and then some waiters like fall over. It's like a little bit too ridiculous. Wait, were they at 11 Madison Park? That's what it said. That's an expensive lunch for – well, I it's know. Mr. Big. I don't know. I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, I think it was dramatic and great. And um, yeah, that's kind of like. It's devastating. It's not a, it's not a Jerry Maguire moment, but it's a moment. No, because she's so it's not like empowering. But and then she kind of runs off. You feel bad. I wonder if she's embarrassed by that. But I, I think the show, you know what it is? You know, we obviously watched this when we were younger and now that we're older and we've had our own experiences and have friends have had experiences like the show really <clears throat> captured like a real like a very real thing when it comes to dating, which is like how there's a bait and switch, how when someone says something to you, you know, it turns around and can be completely different. And I think that this does happen in life. And I think that people do – I actually do think that it happens quite often that people do date for a while and then the next person they meet they get engaged to or things happen fast. It's happened to me a couple times. Really? Yeah. It was like – I think I dated two or three guys and then the person they dated after me was the one they married. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a teacher. <laughs> You're a teacher. <laughs> you were massaging them like kale. And then they were ready. So they can thank you. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I remember, I remember like thinking about that. I was like, wow, that's kind of um, – but you know what, though? Neither here nor there. Um, yeah. So quick question, uh, Gail. Yeah. Okay, quick question. Was it absolutely – fucking absurd that big invited Carrie to his engagement brunch. I, I call it again. Every time, every time you ask these questions, I need like more specifics. Do I think it's absurd? (laughs) Gil, was it absurd for big to do that? I think it was, I think it was wildly inappropriate. I'm going to say I have a two part answer. I have two, two answers. I'm going to say, no, it was not absurd of Big to do that. I expect him to do some shit like that. Oh, wordplay. <laughs> it's a wordplay. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's a wordplay. No, I, I expected him 
to, you know, they spoke on the phone the next day. He called her, which I thought was a big move on Big's part, to basically Mm -hmm. apologize and initially Carrie let it go to screen the call to let it go to voicemail like the good old days. And then, you know, she picked up the phone right when he was saying, like, I didn't mean to hurt you. And she was like, I know you didn't mean to A little me. too quickly, Carrie. I don't a know. I mean, little take a too breath. Quickly. She's take like, a breath. I know you wouldn't hurt me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Carrie, come on. Like, fucking, like, yeah. tone it down. <laughs> tone it down. Take it down a notch. Um, but I think oh that God. he was um, trying to, I think it was like an olive branch type of thing, the engagement card. And I think it was one of those things where you out of for karmic reasons you send out the invite knowing that the person's not going to show up anyway. Yeah, I think there's wedding invites that are like that, which is like I know you're not going to come. You're not, you know, and like but this this socially is just an olive branch. Um it's Yeah, so but what are do those I called? Yeah. Do I personally Dakota's bringing me some more wine. Wine, um, thank you, my love. Okay. Thank you, Steve. Um, <laughs> thank you, my Steve. I personally, if I, however, if I personally received an invite like that from an ex, I would have been like, this is fucking outrageous and inappropriate. How <laughs> fucking dare you? So that's my part two response. <laughs> I know, like, I'm really thinking about this, like, like, Dakota and I to, like, our, like, engagement brunch, and I just, like, sent out some, like, invitations to, like, guys I used to date. Like, that's weird. Yeah. It's really, it's just bizarre and odd. It's Um, bizarre and odd. But the invitation does lead us to one of the most iconic Sex in the City scenes in the entire series. Totally. So, let's build up to this. Let's build up to this. Let me, let me let's start before drinks. Let's start before okay. drinks. The fucking we? invite looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Natasha, but two thumbs down. <laughs> it was it was like a little card that said we're engaged. It like and then you had to like flip it open. It just looked corny as fuck. But yeah. like this was a different time. Okay, we'll start there. So they go to brunch. Cosmos are and being had at like my god, is it one in the afternoon? I loved it. Yeah. I can't believe my ex-boyfriend is six blocks away at the plaza right now having an engagement brunch. I can't believe he had the nerve to invite you. Oh no no no, it's it's my own fault. I had to make the big let's be friends speech. But who am I kidding? Big and I were never friends. We were something else. Something that apparently did not end with an engagement party at the plaza. Do we want another round? What do you think? Four more, please. Basically, like, Carrie's, like, downloading them on the whole situation. And I love that Samantha says, do we need another round? And they're like... I love it. Yeah. And then she's like, we'll have another round. And I love that... such great girl energy. It was great girl energy. (laughs) That is the kind... You know exactly what vibe that was. You're with your girls. You're having fun. You get another round. And, like... You just the, the G talk was flowing. The G talk was flowing. I love that again, Samantha. Great friend, character. Great friend. She was feeling the vibe. She was feeling the energy, and she was trying to take care of it. 
And I really like yes. that protective energy of hers. And um, what I do like, this was actually at the beginning of the episode when they were talking about Natasha, but I thought it was in the scene, but never mind, is when Samantha, this is my Samantha Zinger, actually. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Is when she's like, Natasha, what a bullshit name. <laughs> that is my Zinger, too. Carrie is trying to be like Miss Buddha enlightened, like, you know, whatever, things are fine. And then Samantha can read it. Samantha knows, like, clearly she's not over this. And she says, like, Natasha, what a bullshit name. And they all kind of add into it. And it's like, like, very good. Stupid. And they're like, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. (laughs) And it's like seventh grade girl connecting. But like, we all know that feeling of like, you know, because it would suck if her if her friends had been like, well, that's really nice. Like, she seems like a nice person. Like, fuck that. No one wants to hear that she's like some nice person. Like, fucking. um, Yeah. Another great Samantha loyal friend moment. Love it. We have found many in this series thus far. Yeah. Um, but they're at brunch and they're talking about this movie. First off, have you seen The Way We Were? I have not. But The Way That We Were was also referenced a lot in Gilmore Girls. So I'm oh, here very. We go. All right. I am very aware of the relationship in the movie with Barbara Streisand. Okay, wait. In Gilmore Girls, in what context? Are characters compared? Who is the Katie in the? I don't know if they're comparing the characters as much as Lorelai is referencing the movie a bunch to Luke. Okay, I do want to watch it. Um, Yes, me too. Now I really want to watch it. I think um, I thought it was cute that Samantha hadn't seen it. She's like chick flick. (laughs) Like oh god. Um, And so the three girls. Yeah. They go into the plot of the movie. So we'll just like explain briefly. Basically, there's like some sort of romance, but Barbara Streisand's character is Katie and she's more complicated. She's got baggage and curly hair. Curly hair. And Hubble, the male character, ends up going for the simple girl and marrying the simple girl. And. Carrie and Miranda and Charlotte are all kind of gushing about the similarities between Natasha being the simple girl and Carrie being Katie with the curly hair and that big is Hubble and big is going for the simple girl Natasha. The world is made up of two types of women, the simple girls and the Katie girls. I'm a Katie girl, and where are our drinks? I always, always, always cry at the last scene of that movie when she sees him in front of the hotel with his new wife. The simple girl. And she reaches up and and smooths his hair away. And she says to him, your girl is lovely, Hubble. And I think that this brings up a pretty interesting topic And I wanted to know about what you thought about this complicated, simple girl type of scenario. Do you think that you have been in this scenario? Um, And do you think that we've been each character in this scenario? I think every person can be the Katie and the simple girl, depending on the context and the relationship. I don't think people are just, or the, or the Hubbles. Who's your Hubble? Um, Actually, I, I 
I really reflected on, I think this show, because we always ask, are you a Miranda, a Carrie, a Charlotte? We tend to categorize ourselves. And no, we're not just one. Obviously, we're like a culmination of all of these like fictional characters. But um, the, I, I worried like that I was the simple girl. And I think sometimes that I've worried that I've not been like fun enough or complicated enough or like crazy enough for some guys that maybe they wanted someone more interesting, but I, I know that I'm interesting and I know that I am like quirky and, and fun and I have like energetic qualities, but I couldn't figure out how other people see me. And I couldn't even figure out in this category of Katie versus simple, how I saw myself. See, I, I couldn't see you as out. the complicated girl and I see me Thank as you. the complicated girl. <laughs> well, um, you got the curly hair. I got the curly hair. Um, no, I think it's because I mean, if we're just going to go off tangent here for a little bit, I think, like, you and I, like, we have a lot of, like, anxiety shit. We're also, like, pretty, like, emotionally vocal and articulate people. And I think that that can maybe be more complicated to deal with. Um, Yeah, I mean, I have a a rich inner life happening up here. You know, like, (laughs) a lot's going on. So, you know, I I think so, but I – it's – in this carry, in this part, it seemed like the simple girl was being demeaned, but I, I'm not sure. Do you, was it that, like, yes. simple almost sounded, like, boring? Um, or safe. Safe. Maybe not. she's not demanding. There's not a lot of demands placed um, on big. So simple can mean so many different things. Um, complacent. You know, somebody who just kind of goes with the flow. That's definitely not me. Yeah, I think complacent's a good word. Yeah, I think in terms of this episode with Natasha, I think that, yeah, I think, sure, there's probably some negativity around the simple girl, and especially since it's Natasha that they're kind of pointing to. But I think that Big is going with the person who is the least challenging and probably the most submissive to him. Yeah. Um, I think I might want to bring up the topic that I wanted to bring up. Do it, do it, do it. We've all been waiting. It's been 30 minutes. (laughs) No, it's so absurd. And it has to do with Katie girls versus simple girls. Okay. And I think there's a third group. Okay. And I'm going to call them horse girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so horse girls are a different breed of people. And yeah. in this episode, there were so many horse themes <laughs> from like Charlotte getting on a horse. Like, I mean, like there was a lot of horse shit going on. And like, and then Samantha with the guy with the big penis. And then she's like, whoa, boy, whoa. You know, like. They, all not- of them like don't know, know. how to like deal with a horse. <laughs> Everyone's everyone's response was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa Nelly. <laughs> and then, you know, at the end, like Carrie and the horse, um, you know, that poor horse in around like Columbus Circle, I'm assuming that area by the fucking park. And then those I'm pretty sure have been banned. That's just such a horrific thing. And like that yeah. poor her, horse struggling. Pretty much, Gilly, <laughs> in, my, in my elementary and middle school, there were legit Horse girls. When I talk about horse girls, I mean there was a pack of them that used to gallop during recess. (laughs) 
There was a pack of them, a herd, a herd of them that used to gallop, pretend to trot and gallop and jump over benches as if they were horses. Okay. 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 Gilly. Gilly. It sounds like they're walking dead. Even as a middle schooler, I was so self-conscious and I was like, at least I'm not them. At least I'm not (laughs) the girl pretending to trot and gallop over a like baseball bench. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. No. Horse girls are everywhere. And... And it I is. am good friends with one of them. Shout out to Cassie. Oh, she yeah. Is, you, I remember at that dinner, you were, we looked over and Cassie's like talking about her horses. Like, But Cassie also is fucking cool. She's yeah. beautiful, smart. Like, she's not a weirdo. She does love horses. And when she talks about horses, no one really knows what she's talking about. But we love listening to it because she's passionate. <laughs> Gilly, I, I need to get back to this for a second. The girls <laughs> that I'm talking about actually thought they were horses. And I just remember being like so confused as to why they were like neighing and like brushing each other's hair and galloping and trotting. But for some reason, this episode had a lot of horse girl vibes for me. And um, I actually looked up the definition of it. And for some reason, it really made me laugh. So on Urban Dictionary, Mm -hmm. the definition of a horse girl is a girl who wears t-shirts with horses on them and tapered denim pants has really long hair in which they braid and fasten with a scrunchie in the back of their head. 100%. (laughs) Will gallop on the tracks. (laughs) (laughs) It was – you know what it was? It was such a weird kind of thing that they introduced in the show. Like, yeah, I guess it created a little bit more, like, texture for uh, Charlotte's character – but it, like, came off right off the bat. It was, like, so tatty, like, Charlotte's horse. <laughs> the writers are like, we've got to really talk about this wild woman plot line here. Yeah, and, and then gonna, how, did, yeah. how did it apply to Miranda's plot line? It didn't. It must have. It must have been, like, getting back on the saddle again with, like, Steve or some shit. Oh, what, I love that you just said that. Getting it was back that. on the saddle and yeah, and she was kind of like a scared horse who's been spooked a few too many times. Yeah. And then, you know, Steve comes back and kind of just like woos her in. Speaking of, love that Miranda and Steve got back together in the finale. Yeah, yeah me too. So we had good reasons for breaking up, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Money, schedules, goals. Good reasons. So what now? Are we still just friends? Yeah. We're still just friends. Friends who have sex. Again, I'm thinking about watching this as a first-time viewer, and I would have Me been too. so fucking pumped to see them back together. I mean, I knew it was coming, but yeah, watching it from fresh eyes is nice. Yeah. That was nice to see. And also, like, yeah, it was funny that she, like, made Carrie, like, run away with her from him. And that he, like, showed up at her door and was like, hey, it's me, Steve. I hear you breathing. <laughs> and he, but he he was right. He was like, it was really mean that you, like, <laughs> ran away from me. <laughs> you galloped away I know. Me. Miranda, gotta call Miranda out. That was just 
so tacky and not good. Um, I mean, I will definitely. But walk I've done shit like that street. before. Yeah, cross the with street with tact, Gilly. With tact, yeah. you. No one's running away. But like, you like take a phone call. You walk into a store. Like, I will avoid people like the plague. I don't like running into people I know. I, yeah, or I'm familiar. Not that I know, but that I'm familiar with enough that we. I'd have to stop and have a conversation. Um, but yeah, Miranda just it was like flight or fight in that moment, and I love that. Carrie, all of her change went everywhere, and it kind of felt like an ancient scroll moment because, like, that who has a change like, purse anymore? It's like, like that used on a to be banana a thing. peel. That's like how it felt. <laughs> <laughs> like we're in a national coin shortage, like which is like every New York City store has told me, and to see just this like abundance of change like fly everywhere. Like, do you carry change with you? Well, in my wallet, yeah. Oh, okay. But not How much? like, I have tons of change in my wallet. <sighs> You're a change girl. You're a coin girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking coin girl over here. Um, what other plot lines are there? I think it's Samantha's. Gen- yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. I guess we got to get into it, though, right? Meanwhile, across town, Samantha was about to see a stallion of her own. That plot line was so funny. When I was on the phone with my mom earlier, she mentioned that plot line <laughs> and that just she thought it was just like so funny. Um, and because I think he's like, I think there was, I mean, let, let me find the quote. The quote is really funny. And then I'm going to say my Mirandaism for the episode. So, okay. So basically, Samantha, just to summarize while you're looking, yeah. Samantha's like looking into the windows of Prada or she's kind of like pretending to look into the windows because she notices a guy like check her out and she and this large suited man exchange digits and like next thing we know is like he's they're about to like have sex with each other but he like announces to her right before that like, just so you know, like, I'm big. And she's, like, so excited about it. But he's like, no, no, no. Like, you have to understand, like, I'm very big. And As so that, he said, well-endowed. Well-endowed. And so that's where the, like, oh, like, slow down. Whoa, Nelly. That's where, like, all that, like, horse talk comes when they're about to have sex. And he's <laughs> basically coined Mr. Too Big. Um, yes. And so this is where my funny Samantha quote comes in. So her facial expression as he takes down <laughs> his pants is amazing. She's both like appalled, <laughs> horrified, intrigued. Like she is so confused by what she's seeing. I and then it, love Kim Cattrall. <laughs> Kim Cattrall. This again, we might become the Samanthas. I don't know. But. She says, I'm telling you, Carrie, it was like a wall of flesh coming at me. And then Carrie says, there's nothing scarier than a really big one coming at you. (laughs) And I just thought it was so funny because I'm imagining just this like massive penis like swinging. (laughs) They're just like, please, no. (laughs) <laughs> please please don't sir like um no i thought that the fact that they're basically comparing him to a horse is also troublesome but i mean he was like a hot idiot yeah like, he had a very good body but he was like a, a a dumb yeah 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 and also like i think it brings us to our next question we can't not get on this topic or i guess we can 
I don't know. We absolutely Sometimes can. I wonder if the podcast has entered, like, too sexual of a territory. I don't I'm think like, so. I'm like, I've <laughs> the, shared a lot. <laughs> it's like, Gilly, the limit does not exist. <laughs> that is a meme. Um, no. Basically, um, let's talk about it. Size, too big. Have you had those scenarios of too big? And how did Honestly, you- I don't think I have. Yeah. Um, I, in in this case, like I've definitely had micro in which it's been way too small and like <laughs> kind of very frightening and because it didn't feel natural. Um, but I've never been in the situation where it was like Samantha. No, I've never been in that situation I did. I remember one friend. I think I, I don't know who it was. Somebody. I, Zoe told me about a friend. It wasn't Zoe, but Zoe told me about a friend who just <laughs> who <laughs> described some guy's balls as being so large that when he lied down, it was like a giant grapefruit spreading. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Just like massive. And that I think would be shocking to see. Just like massive <laughs> flesh dangling from someone's body. I think that would be a lot. What, what about you? No, I don't think I've had obviously not like Samantha. Um, but in general, I don't like them too big. Oh. Which we doggy. talked about on another podcast, on another episode, which is like when our friend Cam was on, was like, big dicks are overrated. <laughs> oh, interesting. So now I'm curious with what Samantha saw. Like, if we could draw out what she saw. You know, was it long? Was it wide? I think it was, was it long just, and wide. My God. Yeah. Have you ever seen? <laughs> my okay. God. <laughs> my Lord. Gilly, have you Whoa, ever seen? And Nelly. like <laughs> Okay, so there's some, like, famous porn actors, and these are not from things I've consumed, but, like, memes online of, like, no, 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 this is is not a lie, this is true. (laughs) So I'm talking about, like, like the mythic-sized penises where it's, like, a foot long. Oh, that is insane to me. That person needs it's a It's always like the ugliest porn star ever with the biggest <laughs> dick. <laughs> but my question is, is like, is, is the equivalent of like a really, like a one fit penis, is that yeah. the equivalent of like pea size boobs? Like boobs that are just so ginormous that they like, there's no scale that fits them. Like, are those extremes attractive because they're sexually appealing? Or do our brains from like a biological perspective be like, that's not good for reproduction. And so like, I'm not going to like, is there, is there, is there too big when it comes to boobs, butts, like penises, you know what I mean? Like there, I think there is what Samantha says in this episode of Goldilocks. I think there is something that's like just right. Well, to quote you, the limit does not exist. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think think there are two big of things. I I feel like the answer is obvious, in my opinion, which is like, you know, everyone has different preferences. 
But your your fur is a one foot penis. Who? <laughs> No, okay, but Gilly, I, I, as Charlotte like, says, I, I'm not a hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's some people who like big boobs, some who hole. like small, some who like medium, some who don't care and actually just like the person. Okay, um, Gilly, I'm going to stop you right there. First off, <laughs> there are men who like big boobs, and then there are men who have a fetish for absurdly large breasts that hurt a woman's back. Like, I'm not talking about large boobs that are like, Healthful, like the person but is some men like small boobs too. That is true. Okay, so I'm talking on the scale of things being too big, and I do think <laughs> a penis can be too big, and I think yes. a boobs can be too big. I think there's a level of like, how does a man walk around? How do you get pants that fit? Sorry, You're not in a psychic. I, think, class. I don't even know if I know what the question is. <laughs> Okay, the question is... Are we talking is, about, like, evolutionary, like, natural selection? Or, like... Actually, I think we're talking about a lot of things. I think my original okay. question was... Like, give me it, one it, of them. Your question was, like, the original thing was, like, have you ever encountered what Samantha's encountered? And my answer was, like, no, I haven't. Like, but I... But what I added was, like, I've seen, like, the myths of the people with, like, the one-foot penis. <laughs> And is that sexually viable? Is that usable? Like, is it attractive biologically? Like, how did that happen? Like, women that cannot fit inside a woman. Like, what's going on there? And I do think that, like, that that cannot be pleasing. So a are you... Foot? <laughs> well, I think... Okay, what I'm trying to understand is it sounds like one of your questions or curiosities is, is it evolution... Is there something that's too big? Well, I thought you were going to ask, is it, like, evolutionarily advantageous to have a one-foot dick or, like, I giant knockers? Oh, I don't think so. I think if you had – if in the past – let's talk about our primal brain about shitting in the woods. We'll go back okay, to that Carrie. episode. <laughs> if you had giant breasts, I, I think that impacts your running. And I don't – I think if you had such big boobs that you – if you had to run away <laughs> from, like, a predator. <laughs> you while you're, like, fly, like <laughs> as a as Taking a your diva with, cup out and the <laughs> – Okay, as a person with a larger chest, like, try running running without a sports bra not gonna fucking impossible like, impossible. impossible i don't even have big impossible. boobs and i hate it yeah impossible now try a man with like a 12 inch flaccid penis running <laughs> i don't think so like you're not getting away you have like an extra foot so biologically those those people are extreme they're outliers like i'm thinking of like ronnie um who was that guy ron in, like, jeremy the early aughts Ron Jeremy, like he had his moment, like the porn star, right? Yeah, the porn star. Yeah, I, I mean, this I guy gave like, me Ron Jeremy vibes. He was like the hot version of Ron Jeremy. Totally, totally. I think. Um, sorry, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Gil? At this point, what there is there. I don't know what we're asking. I don't think we have a question. I think we're just discussing the topic of if you encountered a man like Samantha did. First off, my reaction would probably be similar. I've never encountered that, but um, biologically, I don't know. Should they exist? Yeah, this is Maybe like not. The, this is like the like <laughs> polite like 
curious and like educated way of just saying that someone's a fucking freak. <laughs> I mean, going in much. circles. He's a fucking freak. <laughs> Like, that's not common. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. But but you know what, though? This is the thing. Gil, it's like, it's like, it's so funny because men talk about wanting to have, like, large, to be really well endowed. And then you realize, like, it's not. I, I think he symbolizes the struggle of life, that too much of a good thing is never good. So that man is... He came to Samantha's life. Yeah, he has troubles. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, um, I mean, we're getting towards the end of it, so I don't know if there's that much to talk about, but I will say my Miranda-ism for the episode. It feels good to be sarcastic. It happened very early on after our ancient scroll purse moment okay where they're at brunch and then miranda says what was i gonna do stand around and chit chat about the weather the man has been inside me for god's sake that's another classic miranda (laughs) line i really really like it and um classic that was my that was my mirandaism for the episode classic Um, our zinger that was also my miranda sarcasm um yes i have more fashion actually Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. I really Oh yes. Yeah, I really loved Samantha's like lavender outfit at the end where she has like a like a it's all she's wearing like all lavender but it's like different tones like in different like lightness and darkness and even her shoes are lavender which they're like shoes I've seen at Zara like in the exact same style and the exact same color right now. So that was like really cool to see. Um, pr- probably like a couple years ago, I would have been like ew, but like I don't know. It's it's cool to see like these trends. I'm assuming they were like a mule sandal like, slide, like a mule. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been searching obsessively for mule mule slides. Like I want a for for Heather's wedding a, a good Go mule to Zara, girl. I I have, and they have a couple colors. I mean, Gilly, if you looked at my Google history, you would think I was a psych. <laughs> you think I would have I have problems. And I know your search history is just like mine. Floral, midi, maxi. I mean, like, we've done it all. Um, <laughs> now my new obsession is now the shoes. But, okay, so I love that look, too. What are other looks that you liked? Other than Carrie's pink dress. Well, actually, I wanted to, while we still have a little bit of time, do a little okay. analysis on okay. something I found quite interesting with color choice that I think, okay, I already, know, so, I already know what you're about to say. So last week we saw Natasha all in white, dressed like an, an angel. And now we see at the end of the episode, Carrie is going to the tail end of Big's engagement party. It's basically over. He's just walked Natasha to the door of their town car. And Natasha, we get a quick glimpse, is in all black. And Big closes the door behind. And as, then he sees Carrie and he walks over. And Carrie is in all white. And he goes, Red late. herring. Red herring, perhaps. And he goes, you're late. The party's over. And she goes, I have a question for you. Anyway, I was just on my way home and... 
Hey, I have a question for you. Why wasn't it me? Carrie. No, seriously. I really need to hear you say it. Come on, be a friend. He goes, I don't know. It just got so hard and... I don't know. It just got so hard. And she's... Yeah. And and then, yeah, that's when Carrie retorts, your girl is so lovely, Hubble. And he's like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And she's like, you never did. You never did. And then we see, again, slow motion of the horse, the wild horse. And guess what color the horse is? The horse is white. Really? So I wanted you to give me a little breakdown of what you thought of that color swap with Natasha's now in black, Carrie's in white, the horse is white. Thoughts? Okay. I mean, this is pretty much English 101 in college. Like, if I read someone's <laughs> Thanks, short story <laughs> and the no, and the ending was like the the main character who's struggling by not getting married is wearing white and the horse she's relating to is is being tame is being too wild to be tamed is also white and the like fee- and the person getting engaged is wearing black like it like it's very much that she is quote unquote the true bride the true love the 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 angel like we we got the red herring in the beginning of the episode that she's going to marry big like like they look at the end like the couple he's in a suit she's in a white dress she ends up walking away like i think it was very intentional from the costume design and the writing perspective um i in my notes i wrote like very interesting that she's wearing white i didn't notice that the horse was white but I did notice that Natasha was wearing black, which is very interesting for an engagement party look. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I think it's completely just telling you, like, this relationship is not going to work. Yeah. Like, hold out for hope. Tune in for season three. Yeah. Like, big's not going away. Um, yeah. And that Natasha's hair was pulled back also. Like a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, Gil. So I will say, growing up, how many fucking profiles I had to read with that goddamn horse quote in it. How many women put, maybe some women aren't meant to be tamed. Maybe they just need to run free until they find someone just as wild to run with them. Now, if you ever had that quote in any sort of profile, whether it be AIM, your Tumblr, um, your Facebook <laughs> about me. Like, I'm not judging you. I'm not. But, like, that is Pinterest written all over it, and it's such an iconic <laughs> Sex in the City quote. And, it's like, I chuggy, understand perhaps. it. I get it. It. You know what? Exactly, Gilly. It is chuggy. And it's white woman's family, Instagram. <laughs> it's white woman's Instagram. Bo Burnham would have a fit with it. But it is, when I was in Jersey, my family and I were, this was, like, we were reading a New York Times article about Chugi because we didn't understand what Chugi was. But, like, and it's something one of those things where it's, like, you know it when you see it. And, like, yes. this was that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this was that. But, you know, I don't know. Like, with the horse neighing as it gets, like, you know, m- like, 
what's it called? Um, you know what? A horse girl would know this. Like, what are they doing to that horse? Bridling it? I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know, Gil. But, um, yeah, I really liked this episode. I thought it was great. I'm ready to – oh, wait. I have one fashion call out. Yes. And I'm going to call out – you know I am a vintage denim obsessive. I love denim. Yes. I love vintage denim. I don't like buying new denim. And I loved Charlotte's Levi 501s. Cute. I thought she looked so great cute. in them. Good call. Yeah. Very cute. You rarely see – like a high waisted boot cut dark wash denim, and like you, you and I both know we love a high waist dark wash. Love it. Love boot cut. Um, it reminds me of those flares you used to wear. Remember those Levi's you used to have? Yeah, I still got them. Hell Don't yeah, fit in them. <laughs> That's okay. One day doesn't one matter. One day, one but- day. They gave off those vibes, and I love that cut of denim. Um, and so that's my fashion call out of the episode. Other than Carrie's pink dress, which looked perfect ex-run-in outfit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, Gil, what are you giving this episode? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Because I'm ready to give my rating. I know what you're going to rate it. I actually am going to be kind of obnoxious. Mine has a has a decimal involved. What? What's your What's your rating? I'm giving it a five. Four point eight. Okay, Gilly. <laughs> we started off this conversation <laughs> not recording, and you told me about this dress that you have, and that it's so wonderful, it's so perfect, but there's just something a little bit wrong with it. And yes. you know, I relate to this mentality so much. When something a little <laughs> bit is off, what is a little bit off about this episode that you would give it a point eight, I- not a five? despised the whole horse metaphor that was so fucking annoying and uncalled for. She's not a horse girl. She's a coin girl. And and then I'm a coin girl. And then I really don't like how there was like no character development for everyone else, except for Miranda and Steve. But, like, it was, again, yeah. another, like, weird punchline for Samantha and Charlotte where we don't actually see any, like, growth there. So we're going to have to – when we find the episode in which all four characters are properly and, like, appropriately developed, we're going to have to call that out. Because I don't think there's ever been an episode in which all four characters grow. Maybe the previous episode. I'm going to say the previous episode, they did. I would say that's why we rated it a five. But I do want to see in the coming seasons when the characters all grow within an episode. What do you think? I think there are, I think there will be. I'm oh, 100%. Gonna, I'm I do. I'm going to think yeah. about it. I'm going to think about which ones that is. But until but, then. Yeah, this was um, season two. We just finished season two, everyone. Um, and we, um, are going to be starting season three soon. So thank you everyone for who's like been along this ride for the first two seasons and galloped and trotted along with us. (laughs) Um, we, no, we appreciate all of our loyal listeners who say that like they enjoyed listening and they think it's like a great 
listening to a great conversation with friends. Um, that's kind of why we started it originally and wanting to start something because Gilly and I love chatting with each other. And so it's nice that people can hear us chat and be a part of it. Girl talk. G talk. <laughs> we will see you guys in season three. Bye, guys. Bye, horse girls.